Hey, it's Travis with the Side Stage Show. Join me every Thursday, noon to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on 95.9 KRFF, heard throughout the Fargo-Moorhead area. You can also tune in online from anywhere at RadioFreeFargo.org for tunes, guests, interviews, even local community happenings. You can also check out the replay of our interviews on Spotify, iHeartMedia, iTunes, Buzzsprout, and more. Check out the Side Stage Show with Travis. Tune in, turn up, and jam out. I'm so excited to have our next special guest on the phone. They're celebrating 20 years of their debut album, and in my opinion, one of the best albums in metal to this very day. And I also like to think of her as a pioneer in metal, because if you think about it, we weren't seeing women in metal doing what they were doing until, well, Kitty showed up. On the phone, Morgan Lander. Morgan, how are you? Trumpet. Woo, hello, I'm doing well. <laughs> How are you? Doing fantastic. Cheers from Fargo. When's the last time you were uh, in our neck of the woods here? Oh man, um, I'm gonna say it's probably been close to probably close to ten years. I mean, we haven't been we haven't toured as a band since I guess 2012 and 2013 was technically our last show, other than uh, the reunion stuff that we did, which I'm sure we'll get to talk about in a little bit. Right. Um, so yeah, it's been quite a while. How are you doing with the uh, whole pandemic and quarantine thing up there in Canada? Oh, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, like the whole world is experiencing, you know, all sort of the same thing. You know, people's jobs are on hold. People's lives are on hold. Up here, we're actually just starting to sort of get back to normal with the things that we had to sort of do, like being lifted. Like, you know, lockdown is lifted now. Um, but we still have to wear masks in, you know, the grocery store, public places and whatnot. So it's like a, a new version of normal, but uh, but we're we're managing. So The other day I actually thought of you. I was watching an old classic horror movie, and I don't know if you heard about it, Trick or Treat. It had Gene Simmons oh, and yes. Ozzy Osbourne in it. Yes, Trick or Treat actually is a, an incredible movie. I have a t-shirt, a Trick or Treat t-shirt as well. The soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, so what are the chances that this is going to make a cut on that podcast? And tell us all about the podcast. Oh, man. Well, you know what? Trick or Treat actually is uh, on the list of uh, movies that we have thought about doing it it's hard because there are when you start getting into it there are so many bad ones and like that's what we do right, right. it's bad good and like yeah like trick-or-treat stuff like that yeah um anything that has to do with rock and roll music we love right um so yeah we've been doing uh my friends and i and myself and yasmina and megan a couple of my friends have been doing the witch finger horror podcast uh since 2016 so we've come up on our four-year anniversary this year, and uh, we it really just started with you know us hanging out together, having some drinks, watching a movie, and like making ourselves laugh. And we were like, well, we think we're funny. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure other people might think we're funny as well. And it just sort of spiraled from there. And you know, we've got a really great following. We have a lot of listeners, and people love the content that we do. And uh, the podcast is, I would say, anything but boring. It's like we are drinking and watching a ridiculous movie. <laughs> no topic is off limits. Uh, we're very real. It's kind of like you're just chumming around with your friends watching a movie on a Saturday night. Definitely something it. if you like horror movies, if yeah. you love, you know, alcohol. <laughs> Who doesn't love those right. things? Take a listen. I'm going to do you one better. So obviously I was watching this show and I'm like, this movie needs to be a part of their podcast. But then I was thinking, I'm like, you know, we've been doing a lot of remakes lately. We need to remake this movie, and I think that lead role needs to be filled by Morgan Lander. <laughs> oh my god, I could do it. I would have to like do some crazy shit with my hair, probably. But well, I want to say congratulations first of all. Uh, this year kind of marks the 20th anniversary 
of that debut Kitty album. So congratulations to uh, to you. you to you all, and still one of the best metal albums. I mean, that's at the top of the list. It's absolutely amazing. What would you say, uh, looking back twenty years? What would you say to Morgan twenty years ago from Morgan now? Uh. As she was wow. getting ready to just get into this crazy world. Yeah, well, I mean, the things that we that we accomplished and the things that we did, like, we were just along for the ride. It was like, you know, like, a couple years before the album was released, we were still practicing in the basement, doing local shows, and then things started to kind of, you know, pick up and spiral out of control. And I would tell Morgan from 20 years ago to just hang on and enjoy it a right. bit more, I think. Because we didn't really have the opportunity to do a lot of that whole, like, you know, stop and really appreciate because it was go, 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 go. Sometimes there were opportunities where we had to play two shows in one day, you know what I mean? Right. And, uh, yeah, it was a it was a very crazy, a very dramatic, but also really, really special time. Yeah. You know, like, those, especially the that first year of touring, you know, we went from being high school students to who had like a dream, really, um, to being an internationally recognized metal band and, you know, having people know who you are and, yeah. you know, emotional meeting you and stuff. Like, this was all very new and it's, it's definitely something that uh, takes an, an adjustment period. And yeah. I would say to Morgan, you know, we just gotta, you just gotta try to appreciate it and everything's gonna, everything's gonna be all right. You know, and I'm sure you've heard this many times over the years, but when you think about 16-year-olds basically getting into the music industry, right away you're gonna think, what do they know about life at 16 years old? You're expecting them to do pop bubblegum type stuff and you came out and you just destroyed it musicianship wise but when you start looking at the lyrics of what you were writing i mean in fact take the song we just heard spit when you see the the end lyrics of that song for instance i mean that's some some deep dark stuff and you were 14 15 16 years old writing these lyrics i I don't think a lot of people understood how deep and meaningful your lyrics actually were well, I, I mean, I, I appreciate that. Um, and that's actually something that I, I find was never really a, a focus, especially in the media. You know, a lot of people were sort of blinded by the all-female and the fact that we were young. Um, but we were uh, we were singing about real issues. And I don't, looking back now, you know, I'm going to be 40 in uh, a year and a half. You know, yeah. like that 16-year-old, she hadn't lived the experiences that I've lived. Right. Um, but I feel like when you're young and you have a lot of anger and, you know, you're, you're growing up and society is telling you, you know, you have to be this way or this way, of course, your anger is going to be channeled in a certain way. And for me and for us uh, as a band, it was through the music. Right. Um, and uh, it's not like, you know, we had like horrible horrible traumatizing childhoods or anything like to be quite honest with you like mercedes and i we had a really great upbringing like my parents were you know really supportive Uh, my mom initially thought we were nuts for like wanting to do the band and like (laughs) wanting to be like serious about it right um but then when things started to take off it's like well you have no control you know it's got to be along for the ride um but i was just thinking about the experiences that i was having you know High school can be a horrible place. You know, Uh there are horrible people that say awful things. You know, people have these kinds of experiences. And I was, I feel like maybe I was just uh, uh, the voice for those. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say Kitty did for women in metal what Pantera 
did for the metal movement in the sense that we weren't seeing women presenting themselves in metal like you were. I mean, there was no growling. There was no screaming. There was no aggression. I'm trying to pick my brain here on on some of the women in metal. And yeah, you think of people like Dora Pesh, but I think Judas Priest when I think Dora Pesh. But when I think Kitty, I automatically start going to your, your Panteras and your Slipknots. What does it feel like for you when you start hearing the thing of you guys are pioneers for women in metal and and you were just, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old when you started this whole thing. That was never what you set out to really think about doing. But now here you are looking back 20 years. You're considered pioneers for women in metal. How does that feel for you? Um, honestly, uh, I have a lot of conflicting uh, emotions about it. I, at, On one hand, I'm like, well, it's about time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, it's kind of like, well, I mean, you know, we were just at the right place at the right time right. Uh, for the perfect storm of things to sort of happen in a way that we were, you know, with the, like the new metal movement and all that stuff, you know, in the late 90s and early 2000s to sort of kind of um, be lumped in with a lot of that stuff. But it is kind of awesome to hear this now. Um, and it really validates, like, you know, a lot of the experiences that I've had and, and the positions that I felt like we always sort of took as a band. Right. Um, like you said, we didn't set out to do this. This was not like, we're going to start an all-female band and we're going to change the world and we're going to, you know, show the industry, you know, what girls can do. Like, that was never a part of it. It was just like, you know what? These are my friends. They like the same music that I do. Right. They play instruments. So do I. Let's uh, let's see what we can do with it. And it just sort of took on a life of its own. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really nice to hear because at the time when we were sort of in the middle of things, in the middle of the, the storm uh, of like, especially that first year, like we heard a lot of really negative things. Right. You know, and, and it's really sad that a lot of people took that position. So it's very validating to hear that. And Absolutely. And feel like, uh, you know, there's, there's a new generation that, that loves Kitty now, too. It's right. like it's going to keep perpetuating. And, and whatever people are getting out of that music, I love it. There's there's a great documentary that you guys put out a couple of years ago as well, uh, Origins and uh, Evolution. And I and I love this this documentary. I've probably watched it three times now. And I, Ooh, awesome. I, don't, I don't think people understand how much Kitty has gone through in their career. And this perfectly tells the story. Can you kind of give us a background on the documentary? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's really funny. So the idea of a documentary actually was started by someone on a Facebook group um, that started a like a Facebook group that was like, get a documentary made about Kitty. And for a while, it was kind of like, oh, this is kind of fun and kind of funny. But then the idea sort of spiraled into something that we were like, well, maybe this is actually potentially something that we could do. And the 20th anniversary of uh, Spit was coming up. And so we were like, you know what? Let's uh, see if we can find someone to go through all of the footage that we had because we were constantly taking photos, taking video. Um, We have so much memorabilia. I have suitcases filled with stuff. We have all this memorabilia, all of these memories locked away. And to be able to tell like a, a story sort of like the behind the music type idea right. where it's like there's always it's not always uh, the way that it may seem right. um so yeah we went to indiegogo and we started a crowdfunding campaign to raise money for the documentary and all of the things that would come with that you know hiring a director right. cameras travel all that stuff and uh, trish stone uh our bass player for the latter part of the band mm-hmm. actually um did the video uh 
and shot the initial photos for that. And it was a really, really great success. Uh, I think we crowdfunded like 200% of our goal in like a week or wow. in like a few days. It was crazy. That's amazing. Um, and so it was clear that the interest was there and people really did want to see this happen. Right. Um, and that was 2000 and I think 14 or 15 yeah. when that happened. So it was like a long time ago. And yeah. then documentary changed directors once and we actually came in contact with uh rob mccallum who ended up directing um and he was also a friend of trish's and i believe had gone to school for the media arts and whatnot uh with her he was so keen on the project and he was a go-getter he was immediately like let's set this up and uh we just started so he we gave him all the footage we transferred everything that was off like VHS tape and like <laughs> old, old stuff. He got to work um, interviewing people, yeah. interviewing the band, telling our story, yeah. um, Love you it. know, asking questions and just really making the vision and the idea that we had for life. And that was it was amazing. I love it. And of course, you've expressed uh, the band's future is kind of up in the air at the moment. So while that remains, uh, moving forward, obviously, you've stayed busy because last year it was announced that you became a member of the band Car Chaos. Excuse yeah. me. And uh, when are we going to see the first Morgan Lander fronted Car Chaos record? Oh, man. Honestly, we've been working on this for a while. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, uh, because of you know the pandemic and the lockdown, uh, the plans that we had for me to go up to Montreal to record vocals ended up having to sort of be on hold. Yeah. So right now, now that things are starting to sort of slowly, slowly move ahead, we're thinking about when would be an ideal time. Uh, we were initially looking at a release of later this year, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen now. So it'll probably be, if not towards the end of this year, sometime in early 2021. Awesome. And uh, I'm really, really excited because being a front woman is something that I feel like it's already in my blood. But fronting a band without an instrument is like an entirely (laughs) different beast. And being, uh, you know, part of a more extreme metal band is something that I've always wanted to do. So uh, we did play some shows last year and they were a lot of fun. Uh, The album is completely written and finished. We're just sort of waiting on uh, getting the vocal stuff done and then we're going to try our best to get everything out and hopefully by next year there'll be some concert stuff happening again and we'll be able to awesome. grace some stages. Cool. Well, I hope uh, I hope you make your way down to Fargo for a show and I hope when the album is ready you send it our way and maybe we can do a nice little album release party here on the station and do another chat with you and catch up. What led to you being a part of Car Chaos? Is it uh, you know, a couple of old friends that you know or how how did this the two parties come together? Um, well, uh, Justine, who is the drummer of Car Chaos, actually played in the band Blackguard. Okay. Um, she was a founding member of Blackguard, and Blackguard and Kitty toured together in uh-huh. 2012. Okay. Um, and that's when we met. We became friends, and we stayed in touch ever since. Um, you know, us, us uh, Canadian women in metal, we like to try to stick together. Yeah. Uh, and they have released a couple of different albums with a couple of different singers and when they had parted ways with their previous singer um justine and i were just sort of talking about she was like oh like i I really wish that we could have you you know do something with this band and i was like well why not right so then the possibility was entertained but you know there is a little bit of distance montreal is about eight nine hour drive from london ontario right uh so 
but technology is amazing. It you know, you can have video calls, <laughs> you can send demos, you know, Dropbox and yeah. all this stuff. So it's like you can make music collaboratively with people uh, without actually being in the same room now. And that's really, really cool. And that's made it a, a lot easier to get this album sort of going. So I love it. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it all ended up working out. Um, and we're just really excited to finally be able to release some stuff. We look forward to it. Obviously... I'm sure you're encountering this. You're going to have Kitty fans who are on one side going, yeah, we're excited for you. We just, we support whatever you do, Morgan. And then you might have the others that are going, uh, Morgan is Kitty. So it's going to be hard. I'm going to be a hard sell trying to f- watch her in this new band. How is your outlook towards that sort of thing? Are you a little hesitant about uh, dealing with that sort of uh, backlash if it's possible? Or are you more kind of like, hold my beer, watch this? Uh, well, personally, I'm more like hold my beer um, <laughs> because I know that, you know, it, it is going to be different. But like when you look at the the magic of, say, spit, like that's a snapshot in time. Right. I was never that person ever again. Right. You know, and, you know, subsequent albums that Kitty had made, there was always an evolution in music, in maturity, in direction. And this is just the natural evolution for me yeah. from the last few Kitty albums that we did, which were, um, you know, very well produced and a little bit more just sort of metal as opposed to like the new metal vibe or whatever. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, and I've been working really hard. I, I feel like my vocals are as strong as ever. And, awesome. Um, yeah. I know that if there are people that like support, you know, small bands and support their like, you know, local concerts and that even just if they love Kitty, that, yeah. you know, that, that they'll... They'll enjoy it. I know they will. Awesome. They're going to well, get a little bit of everything. You know, I'm singing and screaming. <laughs> I'm jumping all over the place. It's going to be great. We look forward to it. And, and again, uh, congratulations on absolutely everything. The 20 years, the new band, the podcast. You're doing a lot of great things. And we're going to keep on uh, cheering you on here from Fargo. Uh, last thing I want to ask you, obviously you, you've influenced a lot of young girls who are coming up knowing uh, of Kitty and of you and what you've been doing. And you've inspired, obviously, just a lot of musicians everywhere because it's not just girls who have who have become fans of Kitty and Morgan Lander. It's, it's fans everywhere. So for those who have grown up to you, what's your advice for them wanting to get into the music industry, per, kind of following in your footsteps? Because obviously in the 20 years you've been doing this, a lot has changed. Yeah, a lot has changed. And I can barely recognize the industry the way uh, the way that it is now. Um, and it's very interesting. Well, um, personally, I think, you know what, if if you are a woman or anyone, just in general, if you want to, if this is your dream, I say that you go for it. But right. just make sure that you always read the contract. <laughs> read the fine read print. the entire thing. Read the fine print. And don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't for any reason. Or that you shouldn't right. for any reason. Because if we had have listened to the people that said those things to us, then I wouldn't be on the path that I'm on now. Absolutely. Morgan, we appreciate you so much. We love you down here in Fargo. And uh, we're going to keep cheering you on and keep following you. We can't wait for the new Car Chaos record. And uh, we appreciate you making some time for us and chatting on the show. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. And we will definitely do it again soon.